0: Craziness of the coronavirus and everything else happening. Welcome back to the Basement Bitch. It's been a very long time. I'm Harrison. And I'm Cade. We are down to two right now. Kelton is currently out of town
1: for this podcast, but that's okay. We're gonna cut through the craziness and have some fun
0: here. Yeah, he's he's not dead. He doesn't have the coronavirus. He's no. just out of town. So. He's out of town.
1: He's in he's in a uh, on a trip with some of his friends. So he he's gone for the weekend. So we will be. In absent of him, but we will still do our scheduled program.
0: Yeah. So this week is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. You know, teaching other teaching us the difference between fathers and daddies since two thousand seventeen. Oh, yeah. Quality movie. So we'll jump into our spoiler wall. And you know, I'm so sad that Kellen's not here because he likes this movie. But anyway, Cade, would you like to go first with the spoiler wall? Sure, I'll go first. This I, I'm on the clock.
1: This movie. Gardens of the Galaxy 2. This I'm It's really It's a it's a fun movie. There's a there's a there's so many things you can quote within this movie that just a whole ton of fun that you can throw back and forth between your friends after you've watched it. And there are some super deep feels that, that I go through, that I experience when I watch this movie. Through with Quill, or Star Lord, and Oh my gosh, I forgot his name. Yondu and the whole gang. It's it's a fun movie that is welcoming for everyone. And if you really honest if you love comedy within a movie, this is this sort The Guardians of the Galaxy is is your squad. And this movie really delivers on that. And it's got action, it's got storyline. That's that's solid. It doesn't have it doesn't have holes, it doesn't leave you out of it. So this movie is a solid movie all around that you can watch it on your own while oh, you're That stuck at scared
0: home. me so much. <laughs> i forgot it was a quack it i was, was like what, what the heck is that yeah we changed
1: it last podcast from the from the normal beeping noise to a quack
0: yeah i forgot just about it it's just like i was just staring the other way just like and it just anyway got gotcha. <laughs> you sorry interrupted but my
1: recommendation is yes this is a movie that's a quality movie for a quarantine waste or time spender i'd say
0: yes i
1: agree and stuff of everything that's going on
0: all right all right my minute you were up okay so yeah i agree with kate i would definitely recommend this movie especially during the quarantine it is a super fun like it's really light-hearted but there's also a lot of like really good emotion in it um that you know you can think about talk about with your quarantine partner for a while but also just some good laughs have some good emotion brighten up your dreary day staying inside Um, Even if you're not a fan of the MCU, I feel like this is just a fun movie to enjoy. I mean, it's bright, it's colorful, it's got good music, got great comedy, like Kate said. It's just an easy movie to enjoy um, while also still having that really good emotion to carry you through. Acting is really good. It's just fun. I mean, I was laughing a ton while watching this movie. So, yeah, pretty much ditto everything that Kate said. I would recommend this movie. How much time do I have left? 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Uh, Let's see me i'm trying to like not get spoilers here uh if you haven't seen this movie really pay attention to rocket i love the the emotion of rocket there's a lot that i maybe don't not necessarily relate to but i enjoy so yeah if you have not seen the movie go enjoy it during your quarantine you'll got plenty of time come back listen to the full episode we got some cool we have a giveaway that we're still doing because nobody responded
1: come on um, guys do you want free stuff this is this is how to get it
0: yes yeah, free a free
1: movie a free movie. Um, Look at this. All right, think about this. You are stuck at home. You don't want to spend money because, you know, money can be tight right now. And here you are stuck at home. This is a move that we can provide for you that has got no dollar signs on it. Boom. Zeros. It's free 99 So we're here to help you not get be so bored at
0: home. Yes. A free movie. So details about the giveaway and also um, kind of some things we got going on with Audiograph um, to be detailed in the full podcast. So, yeah, go watch the movie, come back. Thanks for listening to The Basement Binge. Everybody else, we're going to continue with our regular scheduled program. Small details about the giveaway. Um, Super quick. Audiograph. Audiograph is a new podcast listening platform that we just started working with. They're pretty exciting, um, what they're doing over there. So, if you ever want to be the first to learn about future giveaways or just improve your podcast listening experience uh, by making it more social and gaining a lot more information go and check out our audiograph. There's a link in the show notes, of course, but anyone listening, that website is just app.audiograph.io slash binge slash guardians. So that's app.audiograph.io slash binge slash guardians. And audiograph is spelled A-U-D-I-O-G-R-A-P-H. So yeah, check out audiograph. They got a bunch of good great things they're doing over there for the podcast, listening and podcasting world to make it a lot more social. Between us, so we're excited about it. Go check them out. But now the details about the giveaway. So we realized the last time and the zero responses we got, which like was super heartbreaking. Very like, sad zero. Yeah. So we made it too complicated. That was our fault. So we simplified it um, very, very simply. The way to get the free movie is there's going to be a link to a survey in the show notes of this um, podcast. Go take the survey. Respond to it. It's like it takes like 30 seconds to complete the survey. It's 30 seconds to about a minute of
1: your time to take the survey. So it's super quick and easy. You know, people they always say the tip that you always hear around around the around the store where if you want to get something, if you don't want to always forget stuff, and you want to do something and that's important, that it's meaningful to you, and if it takes less than two minutes to do, just do it right then. So this survey is within that time frame, and it's totally doable. It's very easy. It's a fun survey. I've done it before. It's it's, it's a good one. It, it's int- it's interesting. Yeah,
0: so take the survey. It's super short. If you take the survey, you will be immediately entered into a drawing that we're going to have to um, win the movie. If you want to increase it, your chances, this is not mandatory. It will just increase your odds in the drawing that we'll have. Share the podcast on social media. Should we
1: should out like 10 extra entries or five?
0: We'll, we'll, we'll say five extra. If you five share the podcast on please social share. media and anyway, and tag us so we can see that you did, um, you'll get five extra entries into the little drawing we have. All the details about our social media is in the show notes of the podcast. If you are listening somewhere else besides a podcasting app where they don't have show notes or links you can click on, just go to basementbinge.podbean.com. So that's basementbinge.podbean.com. And click on the Guardians of the Galaxy. It will have the link to the survey and our social media for some extra entries. So now on to the actual show. Let's continue. Um, Let's do this. Have a lot of fun. First segment coming up right here. Two cents. Um, These are two minutes where we just get to talk about the movie. Our reactions to it. And uh, fire away, Kate. I'll go first. All right. Okay, so reaction to the movie. I really, really enjoy this movie. Um, I've been watching a lot of movies in my quarantine recently. Uh, Side note, one movie that I would recommend watching if you want to enjoy how bad it is is Abduction with Taylor Lautner. It's got a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Probably deserves like a 3%. It's awful. But it's like so bad (laughs) it's it's enjoyable. It's horrible.
1: Is the official rating 5%? 5%, yeah. That's the
0: worst I've ever heard. Yeah, so coming to this movie was way better. You know, having a movie that's got action that's well-paced, that is way easier to follow. Emotion that, like, r- actually carries through, like, Rocket struggling to find himself, Quill struggling to figure out himself and his relationship with his father, which I'll get him more into falling. like, you know, going back to abduction. Like, that has emotion of, like, trying to find yourself that just doesn't carry at all. Where, like, this movie is balancing so many things. It starts with, like, a squid that shoots rainbows, like, fire rainbows. That's that's how the movie starts. And with something so ridiculous, it still carries the emotion of trying to find yourself super well while still having, like, great music, really great comedy, really good action, really good pacing. Like, everything about it is just quality and carrying that emotion throughout the whole movie while you're enjoying it everything else. And it doesn't get lost. You don't get lost in the movie. It's really good pacing. I was just impressed. With that, that really stood out to me because very similar message of trying to find yourself and abduction, just it just drops the ball. It tries so hard and fails in the emotion. It fails in the action where this movie succeeds in carrying the emotion. It succeeds in great action and great visuals, great storytelling, great pacing, acting, music, CGI effects, everything's just, everything's really top-notch about this movie. Like, I really have a hard time, like, having a complaint with anything about watching this movie. Um... So, yeah, they, I'm excited to get into the, the details. Um, there's a lot of just like references to comic, Marvel comics that I totally went over in my head that makes me want to know more. Um, and it's just enjoyable. It really is just so fun. I'm probably going to be saying that a lot.
1: <laughs> this is so fun. It's just so I'm fun. so great. It's so fun. All right, here's my two cents. So, this movie. So, I'll give you a little small background. So. For the quarant- for my quarantine with me and my wife, we most of the time we've been watching a lot of movies together, um, just a lot of fun here in the house with what we can do. Um, individual time, I've been just been playing a lot of video games, and it's video games can be fun to a point. And this movie helped me just to, it's a change of pace. One well, because, well, because it's a it's a quality movie that. I, I really enjoy myself. That is a. One thing I noticed this time that I wanted to point out is that there's those acts, there's action, there's a story, there's a twist within the whole movie. And then there's points where it's kind of like a, a, a silent moment to where it's just showing a scene where it's just transitioning first far as dialogue and whatnot. Like, for example, when Gamora storms outside and sits outside waiting to try to get a hold of Rocket, that scene right there, it's like it's got so many colors in there and it's so it's this really cool it's it's fun it's satisfying to watch it is satisfying to watch that scene so you're still invested in the movie but it's it's able to transition from story to story and from plot to plot and from ac- each action scene and so this movie is it keeps it let you, and you enjoy watching the movie just you don't have to laugh at the, all the jokes or be invested in it it's just fun to watch yeah it's it's a satisfying movie, and so because a lot of the story, a lot of the story arcs are all tied together, and they're they're, a lot of them are completed in some points that that were left out in the first movie, yeah. and so it's just it's a satisfying movie, and that's what I'm trying to get to, get to because, oh, I remember all the jokes and stuff, but now that I'm watching this time, I remember all of this all, everything else other than the jokes,
0: and it's still a solid movie. Yeah. I really like what you said. Like that watching it, there was just like a, a feeling of satisfaction that it brought. Well, whether that was visually or with like the arcs being completed, or I don't know what it was, but like you know, you all, Kate and I were talking about how any person I've ran into besides my wife anywhere outside of quarantine, even over the phone, it's like, oh, how are you dealing with the virus? And it's always about the virus, and like there's a lot of like fear inside my head because of that. And so it was really nice to be able to like put my mind somewhere else and just enjoy. Like the satisfactory that comes from something besides the coronavirus yeah because it's
1: because whenever there's like a big thing as like a natural disaster or as far as a just something that's going on that everybody in the kind of default to talking about this the way what's going on right now is that it's everyone everyone it's not something slightly different or different something's going on oh you heard about this it's it's a more of how are you been dealing with with this whole thing so being able to talk about something else, or listen, to watch something that has nothing to do with it, is this help gives you a satisfaction, and I love that. I love this movie. and so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this movie on a different level than than I than I knew how to. If that makes sense. Yeah, right? so, but yeah, two, cents. two cents is done. Moving on to pick your poison. This is where if you'd. This is your this is your choice. It comes down to what you want, what your preference is. If you would watch this and you honestly didn't don't really care about it and wouldn't watch it again, or you'd wait for a streaming service, or you would rent it and all the way to you'd buy it yourself. Four choices. Two of us, let's do this. Alright. <laughs> I would buy this. But I think one thing i want to mention is that i'd buy it in multiple ways say i'd buy it uh i buy it in blu-ray i buy it in dvd because there's multiple ways to get in order to buy this movie and so backstory my my parent my my wife and i have a DVD, a blu-ray player and for some reason it's like sketchy with blu-ray it's like Seven times out of ten, it'll work. But then, like, for some reason, it just won't read the disc whatsoever. So, there's some movies that I've wanted to watch sometimes, and it's like, no, this won't work. So, I've... We've got a whole mix of DVD and Blu-rays, even though Blu-ray's kind of, like, the thing now. I don't know. DVD's kind of just seems headstrong with this whole media stuff. Anyway, so, I would would buy it to ensure that I buy it for Blu-ray and for dvd and even digital just so i can watch it whenever i want because this movie is just
0: fun everywhere you go yeah
1: there's my poison
0: my picking poison i would also buy this movie um when i was buying the marvel movies this was one of the first ones that i bought but i specifically waited and saved up my money to buy the 4k version of it i don't have a 4k tv i plan to get one one day but i was like one day when I have that TV, I want to enjoy all of the visuals of this movie to the maximum potential. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm so curious of how it's going to feel like watching in 4K because I've never done it either.
0: N- me neither. I'm like, total <laughs> side note, I'm looking forward to that one day where I like deck out a theater in my house with like a super nice 4K TV and really good like 7.1 surround sound and sit down and have like, I have a list of like 10 movies that I'm going to watch in order just to like enjoy that just experience. Enjoy that. And this is one of them. But that's.
1: I'm really curious what that list is. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll tweet it or something. I got to <laughs> find it in my phone. Um, but yeah, I, this is a, a while ago. I think it was way back with Interstellar. Or maybe it wasn't. I think it was Interstellar that we said, like, even a step above buying the movie is giving it to somebody else.
1: Yeah, yeah, buying it for somebody uh, This,
0: I wouldn't say is quite there, but I'd say it's kind of in between the two. Like, I'd buy this for select people, not just Marvel people, but like, you know, I wouldn't give this to my parents, but I'd give this to, like, my brother, for example or yeah. my sister or something yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's a movie that like i can trust in the quality of and i agree with cade said like i have this downloaded on my phone and you know if i got 30 minutes on my lunch break i'm like oh yeah let's watch part of the guardians of the galaxy volume Two. so mm-hmm. i love it okay. so so, so should we reveal we our rankings. rankings i gotta find our rankings is... here we go
1: we have been so side note we have been doing these rankings for the past
0: eight months I think so. it's been a while. it's it's, a, it's pretty it's for a while we're nearing the end too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm re- very looking forward to that episode that is 100% devoted to just, just readjusting, re-ranking. Because the there's, we've talked about this, these rankings. This is, this is kind of like the
1: hole in the donut that we want to fill. But at once all this is over with the Marvel movies, and it's, I, don't know, I love it every time we go back to range because everybody loves ranking stuff. So. Yeah. Let's do that episode, which
0: was like our third or fourth, I think it was our fourth episode where yeah. we ranked all of them before watching them. That was so fun. I'm excited okay. to do it, like having thoughts. Part of me thinks, well, what if we, I have thought of like, what if when
1: we do that ranking is that we go live on Instagram? Oh, be cool. be that would cool. be pretty cool. Because I mean, getting people to come in on, give their take about what their rankings are of the movies, movies that'd be pretty
0: fun. Yeah. yeah, tweet at us, Instagram us, DM us, let us know in some way, one of the many forms of contest. if that's something you guys would would watch. We got a few. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight more Marvel movies before we get to that. So anyway, let us know if that's something you'd enjoy. So, Cade, what is your ranking of the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy Guardians all of, Galaxy. of the Infinity Saga? Phase three,
1: gar- Guardians of the Galaxy, out of 11 movies of this phrase, I rank it at seven. It's kind of in the middle, but a little below because I have a lot of favorites. And I feel like with these these rankings within this phase, because it's, in my opinion, the best phase of the three, there's, like, I have these favorites that I have. that are about three or four. And then the rest of them, it's like, I don't know. Those are so interchangeable. Yeah. And so we'll have to see how, at the the end of this, when we'll rank everything, of where that will fit. Because this movie is solid.
0: Yeah. Uh, so my ranking in the phase out of 11 is six. So one higher than yours, which is almost like dead even in the middle. And I'm looking at my list here. I really want this to go up, but I'm looking at my top five in the phase and I can only really see one. What's your top five? So top five is number one, Homecoming, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Avengers Endgame, Thor, Ragnarok, Spider-Man Far From Home. The only one that I think maybe will move, the two of them is either Ant-Man and the Wasp or Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm -hmm. Those are the only two that I think are going to move down maybe 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 we haven't watched any of those yet but uh yeah i oh man i agree with you phase three is hard to, to determine it's really
1: hard because they are all kind of smashed together they're all just they're all just good good quality i for me my top five are endgame black panther infinity war ragnarok and dr strange at five and then ant-man and then guardian or ant-man and the wasp and then guardians of the galaxy it's just i think of them each on an individual level and it's like I don't know how to move them.
0: Yeah, I don't know where to give and take, you know. This may
1: this this ranking at the very end may be epic fail like nothing changes whatsoever. <laughs> <It's> exactly, <laughs> exactly the same. But we'll we'll see. I want I feel like I do want to change a couple of things, but Yeah.
0: So in my in the whole saga, in the whole in saga out of 23 movies, I have Guardians of the Galaxy at 11. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 at 11. So again, very like middle of the pack, which okay. In my mind, I always thought it would be higher. Like, I love this movie, but again, looking at what's above it, I'm like, mm, makes sense. Like, yeah. this is a middle of the pack movie in my mind about the MCU because there, mm-hmm. there's so many. And that doesn't mean it's bad. Like, it's
1: just there's favorites. There's favorites, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My, mine's at 12 from oh, before, yeah, yeah. so it, it's pretty close. And for the help of everybody, oh, I kind of wish I counted my series because he ranked his at 17. Oh, more on the. Serious? Close to the bottom. So I really want to. Oh, I oh, wish we could call him. Oh, my
0: gosh. Okay, he's got... This just bothers me. The one he's got below that is Spider-Man Homecoming. What the heck is this problem? That's the best one. <laughs> and then,
1: I know he's he's a big Ant-Man and a Wasp man, but he has his at, Ant-Man and the Wasp at 15. And we have
0: that prank pretty high. So I'm Yeah, man, what the heck is this This is, is a bad timing, head. Calvin, for you to not be here. We're just going to rip you apart. I mean, he put this at nine. He put this at the bottom of the whole phase. The whole phase he put at the bottom? Well, Spider-Man: Homecoming right below, which
1: right. I got series B. He's got, yeah, he's got both spider mans at the bottom. I don't know. Maybe he's just one of those. Oh, who are the other actors? Or, Blatter, so he's maybe just a Tommy McGuire fan or Blatter, something Blatter. like that. Because I mean, we grew up. He, I can see him arguing that he grew up with that. True. But
0: it's Tom Holland, bro, come on, man! Subscribe to find out if Kellan can defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. man, wow! All I'm they, looking at these rankings. Just makes me want to get. Mm. To that Wait, episode. I
1: forgot, we have we made an average for all three of us. Oh, we did! Oh my god! For of
0: the, 2. the whole phase or the whole saga? Yeah, the whole saga. Fourteen, phase. man, Kellen's bring us down. Man, I'm so excited to review these. Well, we I'm gonna if we don't move on to the next segment, which is binge points. I'm gonna get stuck on this never. Binge, binge points. Okay, I got a few that I'll just kind of rattle off here. um First, the music in this movie is amazing. And I'm not Forgot just talking about, about like, like all the classic I feel, rock movies. I feel
1: bad forgetting about
0: the, the soundtrack, because it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a good soundtrack. Not only that, but also Tyler Bates' score. His is good. And like having to live up to all those classic rock songs would be hard. And like mm-hmm. you definitely don't notice it as much because it's not obviously not as apparent, but like when you do notice it, it's it's good. Um the music from the classic rock to the score is like it just really Fits the mood perfectly. I don't
1: ever know it's a transition between the music and, no. the, and
0: the songs. It, it flows so well. You know, and, and like, I forget what it's called, but the lyrics are like, if you never love my, me now, you'll never love me again or something like that. It's like Quill walks away from Rocket. It's just like things like that just fit so well. Um, that was a cool one. I re- also like how like this movie really shows off how strong Gamora is physically. Like, like yeah, it doesn't, Pay attention much in the first one, how
1: like she her, her physical strength is actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Like this one she had
0: right. this, was there multiple. multiple gun, gun, gun from like a it was a huge gun, gun. from a from, a, from a spaceship. Yeah. That was another one. The other one is when Ego is telling his story for the first time to everybody as they all come home. You can see Mantis in the background. She's like super timid and like fearful, knowing the truth. Knowing it all. Yeah. The, I didn't catch that. The actress of Mantis her and I don't know her name sadly but her and uh Dave Bautista who play Drax the two of them together are just hilarious to me so but not just like a emo- not just humorly like they they pe- play the emotion of those characters very very well mm-hmm. so those are kind of my oh the oh uh, this is the last one and <clears throat> if I see another tweet about this I'm going to like I don't know I'm, I'm going to rage I'm never going to go on Twitter again <laughs> I've seen so many people complain so the effect when Quill has the, like the star effect in his eyes, and he's like going along with ego, and then ego's like, "Oh, and it pained me to put a tumor in your mother's head," and then does like the vertigo effect, like the zoom thing on him where the background distorts. I've seen a lot of people praise it, which is sweet. It definitely is a cool camera move. It's one of that, my that's, favorites. It's perfect use of the vertigo effect, um, which is kind of originated in Jaws. But anyway, I've seen so many people. So if someone tweets, is like, oh, this is a really cool effect. It fits the emotion really well. And they're praising the filmmakers. Good for them. And then all the comments are like, yeah, they did that on a green screen. And it's just like, huh? which is true. Like the background is a green screen. But like they also did it with the lens. You can see the change in lens distortion on Chris Pratt's face. But it's like, who cares if they did it on a green screen or not? Like it is a filming effect that they use as the tools of a filmmaker to use an effect to portray an emotion. And it fits perfectly. Who cares if it was with a lens or a green screen? Like, it's the same. Th- and it's just like, stop complaining about it. They use the effect in the right way. Oh it's just part of me thinks that
1: those kind of people are like, they, it's just they watch a movie for entertainment rather than me. Because we watch movie more than just entertainment. It's, it's more of like anal- analyzing uh, appreciation, entertainment, and just understanding filmmaking. And also emotion. It, it's a, a whole, we watch movies more than just for entertainment, and I feel like a lot of people that point that point that out. Oh, it's just a green screen because either they're a really big movie movie bus and they don't really enjoy any sort of use of the green screen, yeah, or they, they just enjoy. don't know. I just don't understand to, a, to like one hundred percent of like how much that like that, that doesn't take
0: away from the actual the actual. Yeah. The actual like the, the effect worked the same. Like, yeah, I still felt it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just if I see one more person complain about that, oh, I'm gonna rage. It just drives me nuts. Like, it's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna comment
1: something.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna comment back in all caps with exclamation points at the end. Send <laughs> it. Yeah, those are my binge points there.
1: Uh, binge points. I. I wanna. I just want to point out the story arc of Gamora. Like here's a little here's a little uh story I'm like the guy in in this podcast that does story time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <it's> story time. Have <laughs> uh, <laughs> some like, two I have something like two, yeah, that's right. But so it's, my wife and I watched Endgame recently and it shows and Gamora in that movie is very different than this one. And it's like, dang, like Gamora really grew up and matured. And just kind of was, just or maybe she didn't really grow up and mature. It's just more she became vulnerable and just it just expressed who she was deep down. So Gamora, I just want to point out Gamora, like how she is. When they talked about, I don't know, I don't want to spoil Endgame. I mean, it's yeah, been out for so long. so long. If um, you haven't seen Endgame, why are you
0: listening to the podcast?
1: <laughs> it's a movie. It's a Marvel movie. Like I think you should know.
0: Go ahead. It's okay. all right. So all right. skip ahead but like, so a minute.
1: Gamora dies. And it's the different Gamora. from it's the Gamora from 2012. And she's like heartless and you know, deep she's hiding the fact that she wants to overthrow Thanos. But then she looks at Chris Pratt or not Chris Pratt, Quill and like totally racks him and like knocks him down like she's completely disgusted, and then Nebula comes over and he's like it was between him or a tree. And it's like hilarious comment, appreciation to that, but like there's so much behind Quill that that
0: yeah she wasn't between choosing
1: between tree between between tree and quill it's more of like she understood who quill was and who she was but not to take away from that hilarious moment but like gamora has really she sold our hearts in this movie so that they would break an infinity war
0: yeah that's true well said that's just good writing yeah it really is so good good producing too like holy smokes yeah i agree with you i like in in two ways i love gamora and nebula's arc who knew that they would be so like forefront in the mcu i never Uh i mean like definitely not like iron man but like they're really up there especially in infinity war and endgame in two different ways like infinity war my heart is broken for gamora and in endgame my heart goes out to nebula and like just two totally different ways that like these characters that came out of nowhere like who knew that they would be mean so much to me later? And that I, feel, I, feel I agree with you. Emotion, Good writing, yeah. With yeah. to them than a lot of others. Like yeah. I feel like if I want to
1: rank my my, most, my emotional connections with each character, it'd be Tony Stark, Hawkeye, Nebula, and possibly Gamora. And then you got Pepper Potts and Spider Man or Peter Parker. But like. Everybody else, it's kind of like they're solid characters, but it is a connection because it's like kind of like a
0: sisterhood that you've seen grow from like pure hatred to like pure sisterhood. So, yeah, it's amazing. And congrats to Carrie and Jillian and uh, Zoe Zaldana. I think that's how you say her last name. So. Forgive me if I mispronounce it. They play the roles so well, especially not even this movie, like especially in Infinity War and Endgame. I'm mm-hmm. blown away by Karen and Jillian. Like you watch her in this movie and then you watch her in Jumanji. That's serious range oh yeah and she's hilarious I she, in jumanji she's so good we watched uh,
1: the next level yesterday
0: oh it's a funny movie that i recommend if you're if you're in need of some binging movies in during your quarantine i recommend watch the jumanji movies the Dude, new yeah. one with, yeah. it is with so, the rock they're, they're so, so funny. Funny. they're so
1: good like the the first one's a of classic the second one i have watched that i think i've watched that movie three times now and i have the hardest time remembering all of the funny comments and banter they have because it's just so funny, and there are so many. Yeah. Those are good movies. Solid movies. Okay. <laughs> I should probably go on like a tangent right. just about the Jumanji movies, because those are fun to watch. But that's all the pin points I have. Yeah, I don't have any more. So. Okay, so least, least, your least favorite and most favorite. Right here. This is a segment. This is the, supposedly supposed to be the favorite, our, your the favorite segment, but there's another one that we'll do go into later that we all know about but this one is about that favorite scene that just gets you we'll start with the least favorite though um I'll start my least favorite um I think that thing the beginning scene I think that's my least favorite were that interdimensional monster monkey slash Octopus slash rainbow shooting monster with jaw like shark teeth and I don't know. It's got a tail, but it's an octopus looking thing. It's so weird. Like that monster thing was just weird and stuff. But it was, I don't know. It was. I think it was just a praise for like just seeing Baby group dance around and stuff and the music and the fight itself was just like they just the gardens the guardians could not do. Anything whatsoever. and there was not a scar on that monster, they would have been doomed. it's yeah. like screwed over, you know? And it was just kind of like this uh, jump in to get back into the banter and funniness of Guardians of the Galaxy. But um, I don't know. I just... When I first watched it, I was like, oh, this is good. But the long, I think the longevity of that scene of watching it multiple times, it's kind of like it's lost its luster. At least yeah. yeah, for, for me. I don't know how you feel. Uh, I,
0: I would agree with you there. Like, I enjoyed it. Like, to say it's my least favorite in this movie is like to say how good this movie is that I would have to pick that. Cause I enjoy that scene, but I agree with you rewatching it. It kind of like, it's like, all right, like let's get on with it. Like, mm-hmm. like it's fun, especially the first time it's like up there among one of the, one of the best scenes, but the, great intro. yeah, great intro. Like it, it, it is a good scene that I enjoy, but of how much I enjoy this movie, I enjoy that part the least. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was a good, the scene was good enough to,
1: What's the word for it? Like bring out the title? Yeah. Well you had you had a term for last title, time. title card. It was a good way to, to make the title card. Cause the first the first the Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, that title card, that whole scene is just gold. All all the way around. It's so good. But this one's like it's kinda just they paid tribute to trying to trying to match that title card and I think they made just a scene just for that. Maybe that's why I don't like it as much. Oh, man. I gotta think. I'll have to hear your least favorite first. Oh, my least favorite is same.
0: So,
1: same as Oh, same. Okay. All right. Oh, my. Oh, favorite. Favorite, favorite, favorite. I don't know. There was, a, there was a moment with Rocket. I do love... So, it's when Yondu and Rocket team up. And they get out of the cell. That whole thing is so good. I think that might be my favorite scene. But... On an emotion, on an emotional level, when Yondu is his his funeral, that's amazing. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, such a good scene. But I I love that they're the team, the team, the banter back and forth between Rocket and Yondu. It's so good, and it's really it just it hits home. It's relatable, and yeah. I just
0: love how like similar
1: they are. It's super good. good
0: yeah I would, man this is funny I would say my honorable mention is when they're in prison and they break out with the help of Groot uh-huh. and then like the arrow flying scene that scene's just fun but uh, emotionally I would say is either the scene where Yondu yells at Rocket he's like I'm you you know that scene where like uh-huh. right before they land on Ego yeah. and then Rocket like from the scene where uh, Yondu like scoops up Quill and flies up into space and says oh, "You may have been your father but it wasn't your daddy like that scene all the way uh-huh. to the funeral is my all time favorite of this movie. It's mm-hmm. so good. A little, a little, the other one is just a section. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Like I just, That's I so love, I yeah, love just that really, line. I laughing. love yonder. Every time I hear that, I love yonder so funny. much. So yeah, I, I think we share the same least and likes. Oh,
1: send me some
0: likes, yeah. So should we kind of move in then to the emotion of the film? Fall in. This is our last segment where, kind of like Cade was saying, we move past just watching a movie for entertainment. We analyze. We talk about the emotion. Try and become better people because of it. As cheesy as that sounds, but it's serious. Like they're really repeatedly, especially Doctor Strange, that conversation that the three of us had when Kelton was still present. We miss you, but <laughs> uh, that was like a really powerful conversation for something that I was going through in my life. So I I really enjoy these conversations because. Like This is the way that I really enjoy movies is taking a bigger picture of the emotion and, and and kind of applying it to myself and analyzing it. But that can get pretty lonely, and I love being able to talk to people about it. So yeah. hopefully you guys enjoy listening to it. So fall in. Yeah, this is the this wow, last is, second. This is a
1: good one. I have something that's been on my mind for for this particular movie, and it was a small moment. It's a small frame. Maybe it's a couple of frames, but it's the point where they save save the sovereign from this weird creepy icky monkey octopus thing and walking away and rocket stole the batteries they're leaving and they're kind of having a little bit of like argument on on the on their ship and they're getting fired at by a, a fleet of sovereign and there's a point where they get stuck and they end up like everyone they they'll like they get through that um, cosmic astro field is it quantum metro field? Uh, yeah, and they're like fighting over the ship, and then the the fleet flies around it, and they like they're getting they're all getting shot at. Uh-huh. And there's a moment where as they're getting shot at, where Rocket just snaps his head around and looks right at Quill and has this look on his face. Of like, holy crap, what did I just do? And throughout this whole time where that I've known Rocket, it's it's super quick. And it's this it's just like that the face that he has is like yeah he really is like what have I done because before this he was like I have nothing to lose I only have groot as a friend he all he cares about is groot right and like there's a whole point where groot sacrifices himself and Rock gets emotionally unstable when that happens and then you come to this point right he kind of like I just do everything for myself like I just he's kind of a, he's a selfish guy he doesn't care he's just very insensitive and just ignorant and then you see him like that point where they're like it looks inevitable that they will lose and he and he just turns the quill and i think that whole point where he turns and looks at quill is just like holy crap i have something to lose here and i feel like i've been in that moment where i get in a weird mood or in a weird phase or something happens where i kind of forget about myself or what's important to me or like what I really really care about and I focus on something that's like super inconsistent super just not it's either it's either not good good not good for me or just it's just a mentalistic thing or something that's just selfish and then everything blows up in my face and I like realize like the moment of realization where shoot I don't want to lose you know so and so and so this and this and this and it that that moment it's it's such a I'm like dissecting this this scene, but like it's that turn of him looking like I just I felt that. Yeah. This time it was realizing like holy crap like people every every we all make mistakes these like these big mistakes we're like what was I thinking like looking back on it you kind of shake your head at yourself we're like why did I, why would I why did I do that and Rocket had that moment and I feel like that's why Rocket is so relatable in so many ways because his story arc just goes all over the place and. I just felt that that frame. It's like, I know what that feels like.
0: Yeah. I, I love Rocket's arc. And I agree with you that there's so many parts of it. Like at the very end when they're celebrating, not celebrating, but they're having Yondu's funeral and all the other ravagers show up. And Rocket says he didn't chase him away, even though he was always mean. And like, I feel like that's a very similar realization where like Rocket going through what he does with Yondu kind of relates and understands that like what, he truly doesn't want to lose is these people who care about him. And like it was a realization that, that people can still be there for you if you ultimately choose to do. I, I think it's kind of the other f- side. Let me backtrack. So you were saying that like that first realization where he turns is like, oh crap, I made a huge mistake. I have something to lose. Yeah. And I think later when during Yondu's funeral, it's the other side of the coin where he says, I made a mistake. I do have things to lose, but these people are still here for me if I choose to make the right decision. And I think I think it's, two realizations that are very, very connected that you have within a short span of each other that you realize you did something wrong and that there's a lot to lose, but you realize that you have the choice to make the right decision and the people that will still be there for you, even though you could have lost them having chosen to continue with the wrong decision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally get it. So I, I love Rocket's arc. I, I Another part of it that I really like that I don't necessarily relate with the same way that I do with what you just said, which I didn't notice at all until you just brought it up, Which I really relate to. Which is cool. Makes me appreciate it even more. Yeah. So I'm glad you pointed that out. But the other one that I notice a lot um, is how Rocket is really like a story of like unacceptance. Like he Mm -hmm. doesn't accept himself. And like almost like the grief or rudeness that goes with that. There's this super, super good article about James Gunn that he was interviewed. I don't want to say the wrong place. But so when he was fired. So he was fired by Disney because of his tweets. And he wasn't going to be able to make Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And then he got hired by Warner Brothers to make Suicide Squad. And then he got rehired by Disney. After he was rehired, he goes and has this interview. I will link it. I actually found the link this time. So I'll link it. I mentioned it before and didn't. But I will this time. It is an amazing interview to like listen to someone who goes through something so troubling as that. And I love... Anyway, so like reading that, he talks a lot about Rocket and how he sees himself in Rocket. And I, and I think... Kind of understanding James Gunn, knowing what he went through. I think that he really, whether he had a bad upbringing or whatever reason, like he really didn't accept himself. And I think that led him to be like rude and really outspoken. That's why he tweeted the things he did, which like I, I love James Gunn. I forgive him, but like those tweets were bad. Like I understand why Disney kind of reacted that way. Like those are horrible things that he said, but I think they reacted too much. Anyway, I'm getting off track here. Um, and I think he's very much like like Rock Rocket's a jerk. Like, yeah. I mean, Peter Quill isn't very much, isn't better by much, but like Rocket is rude. And I think that a lot of people can be that same way that we we really realize like how broken we are on the inside. So the second people start to care about us, we push them away with rudeness. And like there's those, people say it all the time, we put up our walls. And I think Rocket has to learn to let people pass those walls and like learn to care about them. Um And I think that's a process of learning the two sides of the coin that we learned. But anyway, to focus on the positive part, the last question of that interview, the interview asked James Gunn, he says, from one who has come out of the other side, what do you make most of the current industry climate in which which behaviors are being exposed and people often banished? So he's saying like, you know, in the current Hollywood climate, and especially at the time James Gunn was firing, there was a lot happening where like people's past behaviors would be exposed and then they would have a negative consequence, like banished. Mm -hmm. And I love what James Gunn said. He said, there's a lot of really positive stuff that's going on out of all this. And one of the positives is that I was able to learn. People have to be able to learn from their mistakes. If we take away the possibility for someone to learn and become a better person, I'm not sure what we have left. I've learned all kinds of things about myself through this process. Mm -hmm. And I love that Disney rehired him because at one point or another, like you said, each one of us is going to make a mistake, like a big one, no matter what it is. And we will realize I could lose a lot. And hopefully we choose to do the better thing. But if everyone else in the world says you made this one mistake, you have no chance anymore. If they don't give people the realization that Rocket had later and they just cut you off. Like what? Where does it end? You know, like James Gunn isn't the only one who's going to suffer that consequence. I'm going to. You know, everything important to me is going to be cut off because of past mistakes. If I'm not given an opportunity to be better. And I love seeing the way that Rocket Experiences, especially with what you pointed out, I never noticed that before, and like that just adds such a huge another uh-huh. wow, wow. adds another another layer to Rocket. Yeah, yeah,
1: it does. And I, I'm sorry, do you have anything else to no, say? No, go ahead, go. Okay, so I had a thought just thinking about this. Out of this two-hour and fifteen-minute movie, of this one freeze frame of Rocket sp- spinning his head over to someone he he was teasing about, bullied, and just. Insulting, practically, it turns over as the point where he actually cared and maybe looked, looking toward him to like, what should I do? What should we do? It's a point, the moment where, like, oh crap, I have something to lose here. I think that's evidence that there's always good in this world. Yeah. Is that you, it doesn't matter. And I'm not saying that everyone is a horrible person and that everyone's hiding, hiding behind this rude face, but what I'm saying is that. When bad, when bad things do happen, you turn towards something that you care about, or you turn toward you, you realize whether whether you act calmly, whether you act in anger or retaliation or fear or just straight panic. In your head, it, in your head, it's for a good reason. It's for the better good. Like for example, the, the fact that people are buying, you know, estimatedly a year's worth of supply of toilet paper <laughs> is. Is that they want to survive? They want to make sure that they get through this. Yeah. And for me and me and my wife, that we, you know, we bought a couple of extra cans of food, just so that we're in stock, and just you know, just to take a precaution because we don't want to lose what good that we have. And I, that's evidence that, to me, Rocket Rocket in this movie shows that. You make a mistake. It helps you realize that there is there. I have something good to lose. Something in something in my life is what helps me feel better about myself and is good. And I think everyone needs. Everyone doesn't need to need to go through a horrible experience to to see that they have this good in their life. And knowing that good, it it kind of sits in the center of your life where you have all these good things and you can be able to. Deal with other other stuff like knowing that my, knowing that I have my wife and that she loves me and cares for me, I can deal with really crappy days and really and struggles because I can turn to her for help or I can or just the fact that she's just she's just here and she's around so I can feel better about my confidence about who I am and about pretty much everything. And so in the light of rocket and the light of like in in the light of rocket and. What's going on right now with this whole shutdown? Is that you don't need to, you don't need to realize you don't need a bad thing to help you remember that there's something good in your life. You can remind yourself by just thinking about what's important to you. And you know it's and what it gives this gives this gives life meaning, gives life.
0: It makes life fun when you have good things in your life. Yeah, well, I was I was kind of putting down my notes after we watched this movie and i i wrote the phrase that this is a story about finding identity about everybody finding their own individual identity and i kind of like put that to the side i was like oh never mind kate's talking about this other thing that doesn't apply anymore and then the more you talked i was like well that's actually true and i think because i was going to talk about how like finding identity isn't something that you really can do alone and i think like what you're saying is because I agree with everything you said. I just say like, another part of that is you identify mm-hmm. yourself with the people you have around you. Like you, you, yeah. d- you definitely can on your own to some extent. But I think a huge part of it with Rocket, with Quill, Nebula, Gamora, and, and even Drax. But I think kind of before this movie, you kind of see the result of Drax learning that. Um, is that the people around you are a huge part of your identity if you allow them to be. And that identity that understanding of having people there like kate is saying kind of allows you to go through a lot worse and be okay on the other side mm. where rocket who was alone and felt so alone for so long kind of turned into a jerk oh like okay there's there's another moment where with some um,
1: mantis and drax they're sitting on the steps and drax brings up like his past his past history with the, what he's gone through and um mantis like touches him how how she does to feel feelings for other people and she like goes she like feels incredibly sad in the moment and then you look at Drax. i remember that scene i looked straight at drag just watched what he did and he's kind of just like solemn like yeah this is i feel this but i don't feel this all I-, I don't i am who i am but like i've experienced this horrible thing but i am not so focused on it like i have other stuff i have i can be a good person and happy despite of that because he's he laughs the most in this movie he's an idiot but like he has this like really tr- tragic history and mantis just feels all this sadness within him but he expresses a lot of happiness in this movie yeah. you know that's, an, that's just that's, a, that's just another example of it of like what you can do how do you react to that horrible thing but but
0: and i, and I think a big part of why drax is able to be so happy is actually I take that back. You see it kinda of change in Guardians of the Galaxy One is he goes from someone who is like really independent and focused on killing Thanos to like someone who accepted other people in his life. And I think he goes through the process a lot faster than Rocket does. Or Rocket goes through a different thing and has a tragic backstory and feels alone and changes into accepting people, letting them pass his walls, and that identity allows both of them to feel a lot more joy. Um, which I think is is kind of what we are talking about, is like you realize that you can lose things that are such a huge part of you that you don't want to, and it can—that's a really scary feeling. Uh, it's scary, but you can choose to do the good things that allow you to to keep that to keep the happiness, like Drax does. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cool messages in this that, like all connect a ton, but also are like so individual and important. Mm-hmm. But they all again just connect in an amazing way. Oh yeah, I really, I love, really love this movie. This, it's got a lot of. Um,
1: needed messages. Yeah. Especially for like this media as a whole rather than just like as in Marvel but just in media as a whole like these messages need to be seen
0: and, and shown. And I, I think James Gunn is a perfect individual to do that because he has changed so much in his life. Yeah. Like, if you just look at the type of person he was Maybe that's kind of judgmental to say, like, look at it, the, who he was on social media and the types of movies and jokes that he made and, like, what he's done now. Like, he's gone through that growth process and become a better person. And I remember, I wish I could pull it up, where he was, maybe I'm going to. Give me a second, of, like, give me, like, two seconds to try and find this because I don't want to butcher it because it was so amazing. Of um, what James
1: Gunn said? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a post on Instagram, not Yeah,
0: yeah, I think it was. Let me try and find it when he was... Ah. wasn't a picture of like rocket and okay all right okay everybody i found it so this is on his his instagram it's a picture of like just a screenshot of his notes where he was rehired with just a heart emoji as a caption he says i'm tremendously grateful to every person out there who has supported me over the past few months i'm always learning and will continue to work at being the best human being i can be i deeply appreciate disney's decision and i'm excited to continue making films that investigate the ties of love that bind us all And then he says some other great things. But I remember that part and I didn't want to butcher it because I love how he says making films that investigate the ties of love that bind us all. And I think the Guardians of the Galaxy, as silly and colorful and filled with music and great jokes as they are, like they really investigate the ties of each one of us and the ties of love, which really are incredible and I think are extremely underrated. And I think James Gunn is somebody who has gone through that and experienced that sadness and the difficulty that comes along with that. And I just appreciate someone who's gone through that, making films that, like... You can make, like, a really, really good drama film that talks about this message, but, like, being able to put that message in something as absurd and colorful as Guardians of the Galaxy is amazing and super enjoyable, and I love James Gunn for it. I just have a lot of praise for him because of how much he's changed. You know, you don't see that every day. And I appreciate Disney being able to give someone a chance to change because you also don't see that every day. So... There's a lot of like behind the scenes emotion that happened in the real world that affects my opinion of this movie. Makes me love it a lot more. Mm -hmm. It's a quality movie. But thanks for pointing that out about Rocket. That That like, that might
1: take it up above those (laughs) movies in the ranking. Because I don't know. I just, that was the one time I actually saw it. I was like, holy cow. I don't know. The way, when we've been, us doing this podcast, I've, I've been looking at movies differently now and, Noticing little details and stuff. And I'm not saying like I'm the perfect analyzer, but like I'm noticing it differently than before. Yeah. And so it's just been really fun to see different meanings and different hints and yeah. the story in a different way. It's, I don't know, it's, it's really cool. I'm glad I, I'm glad I caught that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Well, thanks for everybody for listening during your quarantine. Sorry we've been so off and on for so long. We want to get better at posting consistently for you guys. Um, but hopefully everybody's safe. Continue to wash your hands. Social distance is important. Flying the curve, everybody. Also, a huge thanks to Audiograph for you know hooking up with us up, hooking up with us and working with us the way they are. We're really excited about them. So all the details about that is in the show notes. Also the survey for the giveaway and also our social media so you can get some extra drawings in it. It's a free movie, people. Come on, just just like take take two minutes and give yourself a chance to get a free movie of your choice. There's always at least one movie that everyone wants to get and they just have haven't ever gotten ever, around to it. Have you, have you ever did what I did last night where you're looking for a movie to watch? and it's not on any streaming service, and you don't want to pay for it because it's the coronavirus, so then you get stuck watching a 5% movie on Rotten Tomatoes called Abduction, and it's awful. If you want to watch a good movie and be able to watch it again and again because you'll own it, just take a stupid
1: survey. Just take a survey. We'll hook you up. (laughs) It's
0: not a stupid survey. It's a good one, and it's only a minute long. Just just take the survey, please. please. Don't break my heart again. Anyway, thanks for listening. Ciao, ciao. Peace out, home dogs.